This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Oh, God. <laughs> she just literally threw a dumb... Stop throwing. Just... Hello. I'm trying to be a professional. It's just been so long and I miss you. And I know. I missed you, too. Yay. Back in the chair. Back on the headset. Yeah. And we have been busy. Oh, and my gosh. She greeted me today with merchandise. We have lots of stuff. Yeah, talk about and it a little bit. And we have more stuff that hasn't been made yet. Okay, so talk about um, the stuff we did make. <laughs> so we have new shirts, new T-shirts. Nice. Yep, um, with our logo on the front and, you know, our information on the back. And you guys can find these on, um, you can go to our Instagram and see them on there. Shannon, I don't know if you've put them anywhere else yet. Not but, yet. Um, and then we also have our our new, our what's our, would be our first series of mugs that have come in. And mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to um, John Michael Foreman, who did our pottery, Foreman Pottery. He is incredible. So I literally said, John, this is what I need. I want a really nice mug with a really cool stamp. Um, the mugs are awesome. If you go on to our Instagram, I, I posted all of them on there, and they are for sale. So we have two different colors. We have um, a blue, and then we have like a harvest color, which I thought was cool for the fall. Super and cool. they're actually really nice mugs. We're going to have some other mugs come out with um, that are just sort of like casual, but this would be... I don't know, like our really nice ones that we have that we've wanted to have for a long time. I'm personally a mug person. so Oh, for sure. I, I mean, a lot of mugs are going to be taking second banana status in yeah. my kitchen now because these are pretty great. They, they're they um, the kind of mugs that you hold in your hand that's got some heft to it. Yeah. It's not super heavy, no. ridiculous heavy, but it's got a little bit of heft to it, which I like. And there's a thumb grip on them, which I yeah. really dig. And they just, they look... They look really good. Like, we're proud and, and of they're, them. They're kind of, like, fun and creepy all at once. Yeah, we're yeah. proud of them. And they, so, they fit the mood. <laughs> so those are fun. And all of all of what I just mentioned is available for purchase already. So you can send me, you know, a private message on Instagram. And I've been taking people's information that way. So you don't have to broadcast it to everybody out there. Um, and we are, we will be getting... We have some on back order. We have some, they'll be coming in first week of September, I believe. So I know some people are waiting on them right now, and they should be coming out in the next week. So if you'd like to order, let us know so we can make sure we have enough, so you don't have to wait very long. And um, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you if you're not on Instagram, just just shoot me an email at terratalkpodcast at gmail dot com, and I'll um, we'll get the information that way. Um, along those lines, you asked me if I had posted anything anywhere. Um, I've been a little busy while you were gone. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, work and all. But then also, <laughs> I uh, I created a Discord channel for us. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty great. There's some pretty great fab people on there who I really, really enjoy. And I want to mention it because what I'm planning on doing and what I think would be fun is that uh, we've been searching over the last couple of years for various ways to engage with community and have a lot of fun and 
answer questions and do our thing and enjoy horror, basically, and movies and different kinds of movies that we like. And so on our Patreon page, what I'm going to do is I'm going to update it with uh, the benefit of if you are a patron, you get an invitation to our Discord, which um, has a lot of it. I load it up with tons of information. I'm like on there all the time. Um, curating things and you know if you become a patron and you see it there's just a ton of stuff on there and then there's a bunch of chat rooms and there's movie viewing rooms and there's behind the scenes stuff for the podcast like literally before we started recording we just recorded a few minutes of us shooting the shit and saying hello to the discard community and we put it on there so we do watch alongs like right now we're watching Lovecraft Company country every monday or every week to watch each of the episodes to kind of track with that we do watch alongs on friday nights usually but we also do a lot of spontaneous stuff so if you become a patron you know i will send you a personal invite to that channel and we will hook you up so that's happening amazing it's so fun it's been fun i mean i've missed you but we have gotten some stuff done and summer was long <laughs> it's still going i i know i mean kind of but, but we're in september now and that just feels better it's it's to me that's fall that represents fall. i understand it's just a super weird thing in california where or at least the area of california that we're in uh, near los angeles is that it's hot through september sometimes october yeah um it's still in my head though it's fall I, I gotcha. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, we're going to, there's a little segment we like to call Horror Facts with Girl. She had to take her dumb dumb out of her mouth to do that. I mix, I missed Horror Facts with Kat. <laughs> I don't know about you. You missed I yourself. Just, listen, I want to tell everybody out there too that I know some of you want some Horror Facts with Kath merchandise. Oh, and MG. it's going to happen. She's pumping that. Yeah. She really is. She's like, I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm like, can we get the mugs done first? <laughs> I'll get the serious stuff done first, but Horror Facts with Kath is a big part of this show. All right. <clears throat> so, are you ready? I'm so ready. Do you want to tell people what Horror Facts with Kath is? I would love we... to do that. So, we used to do a segment that was a trivia segment where you guys would guess and stuff, and that was fun. And then what happened is, is we wanted more. We wanted to suck more of the marrow out of the fact. Mm -hmm. And so... We make, came up with horror facts with Kath, meaning Kathy brings a bit of horror, factual, sometimes fun, trivial, or meaningless um, information to the show and heckles me with it. I'm Kath, and I bring the horror facts. <laughs> she heckles with me because she comes up with these clues, and I sit here, and I have no freaking idea what she's talking about, and then she goes, you're so stupid, and... I don't say we, that. In I, fact, I will admit that most of the facts that I bring ring really unless i'm having an off day most of these facts are so random and don't really tell you what the movie is all right so that's her disclaimer and her you know ramping me up so she's nice to me okay. the, the reason why i do it this way too and why the the facts are random because it's not really about guessing it's about when i tell you what the movie is you can go oh that's really interesting oh about God, that that's movie so fabulous. what a fascinating if i'm giving fact. you too much then you're focused on just oh i know what that is yeah i yeah. want you to be surprised by these facts she's really seriously put, <laughs> looking at me like into these this facts is important Shit. okay and then by the end of it you'll know the answer because i will have either guessed it or i won't know and she'll tell me so what is number one? Oh, right total on-screen body count is 122 okay that's a lot <laughs> number two mm. 
the strip club in the movie is based off the deep jungle compound in Apocalypse Now. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah. Number three. Originally, this movie was supposed to be part of the Tales of the Crypt series after Demon Knight, but studio chose Bordello of Blood instead. Bastards. So, if you don't know, Bordello of Blood is part of the Tales of the Crypt series. This movie was going to actually be that, but Bordello took that place. This is where I might give it away. Not to me. Mm. (laughs) Selma Hayek spent two months with a therapist to overcome snakes to keep her part. (laughs) I won't say the answer because I do want to leave it to the end. But I, I mean, I have a guess. I mean. And then this really gives it away. Clooney, George Clooney, won the MTV Award that year for Best Breakthrough Performance. Okay. What is it, Shannon? Uh, Anaconda? <laughs> I don't know. From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Everyone knew that. She had to do exposure. You remember, I don't know if you remember the part where she has the big boa on no, her. No, I have literally not watched that in 400 years. I love that movie so much. It's so well done. But he, um, or she, she actually ended up having to... Yeah, work, do exposure therapy. Oh, I don't even, that doesn't surprise me at all. She was terrified of, see, I, I like, I've had them on my backs before and I like, I love snakes. Yeah. But to be that terrified and have to, she's like, I, because she didn't want any yeah. stunt person to do it, which I think No, is I've cool. had, I've totally had friends with snakes and yeah. been places and had snakes, but that's like a different thing. Like that's not having them on your back for 12 hours while you're shooting. Yeah. But um, I love that movie. It's uh, nineteen what ninety six. I haven't seen it in probably yeah. since then. <laughs> so it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I loved Robert Rodriguez back in the day. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we were gone, I had a birthday, so that was fun. Happy birthday! Thank you. The end. And so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we like to say that Shannon starts off the season. Uh, it's true. The Halloween season, yep. and then mine finishes. Yeah, so I'm an, I'm an August baby, and you're an October baby. Yeah. Cool. Um, you did you act- see my shirt? I did. Yeah. It's a Lost Boys shirt, it's people. Lost Boys. Cool. You're welcome. One of my... <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you had a little update for us on the Golden State Killer, I believe. Yeah, they. I guess they decided on his sentencing, so... Mm-hmm. And I heard his, you know, his, they interviewed his wife and stuff too. And she, to watch her basically talk about the fact that she had literally no clue what was going on. Sort of like BTK. Yeah. And she said, you know, I would just believe him when she he said mm-hmm. he was going off and doing X, Y, Z. That must be the most traumatizing yeah. experience well, and it's interesting because we always sort of make fun of that in horror movies mm-hmm. or in true crime tales that we watch. Like, oh, come on. Like, no one no one believes it. No one believes that that wife and that yeah. fic- piece of fiction is not going to know. But then we read over and over and over again. It's Co- the cognitive dissonance. Oh, so clear. So, and I think some of them. Outside the cognitive dissonance, I think some of them too are just really skilled, and because they're psychopaths, and that's what I was going to say. With, you know, no nerves. I mean, most of us don't know excellent liars, Mm-mm. and you might think your ex is an excellent liar, like whoever's thinking of their ex right now. Yeah, <laughs> but like, and and maybe they were, but 
no, no, this is a different level. I mean, yeah, I mean, your ex might be really good at like hiding cheating. I've known those exes, but sure. it's different if they're also burying 50 bodies in the basement and not even sweating about it. That's yeah, you, a you little different caliber of lying. You can see how you need to be a little more skilled for that. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. six counties brought charges against him. He actually avoided the death penalty, but... I mean, let's be real. He got 11 consecutive life terms without parole. So that's the death penalty as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) And he doesn't, you know, he has to live them until he's actually gone. Um, So 11 consecutive life terms without parole with 15 concurrent life sentences and additional time for weapons charge. Mm. I mean, good night. Yeah. You fuck. Scene. (laughs) All right. Thank you for the update. You're How do you feel about that? I, I mean, <laughs> it's about time some justice was served. She said the F word very clearly into the mic. <laughs> I did. Right on. Not apologizing. <laughs> you do not have this to This is an apologize. 18 plus show. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. We cuff, we cuss with abandon. Uh, I know that we would like to speak. Oh, oh, article. You have an article. I do. I have an article on... Um, you know, we find like sometimes they're psych topics and sometimes they're not. <laughs> what just happened? Okay. Um, I I found, I always thought, you know, there's so much controversy around like what is deja vu? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I found an article, um, psychology article, and they talk a little bit about the psychologists who study memory point, uh, point out that we have memories for things that have happened to us and also memory for where we encountered the things that happened to us. Mm-hmm. So that memory for um, for where we encountered information is called source memory. So source memory is a big part of deja vu. So translating deja vu is a French word that literally means already seen. Um, 60 to 70% of people have experienced it or experience it. And they say that it's most commonly, I thought this was interesting, it's most commonly between ages of 15 and 25. That's when, and when I really think back, I don't get it as much as I used to. Yeah, I don't either. You know, so that's kind of interesting. So the fact that deja vu occurs so randomly and rapidly in individuals without a medical condition makes it difficult to study because that's true. I mean, we just, it just happens to us. It's not like we have these massive studies about it. Um, So they, they get into a lot of information about the brain here, clearly, but they talk. They they interviewed psychologists, parapsychologists. Um, parapsychologists may even believe it's related to past life experiences, which makes sense because that's what they study. So, what do we know for certain about what happened during an episode of Deja Vu? So, I already translated what it means. Mm-hmm. So, researchers speculate that Deja Vu occurs when there's a mismatch in the brain during its constant attempt to create whole perceptions of our world with very limited input. So it's like extrapolating in a way, okay? So think about your memory. It only takes small bits of sensory information, like a familiar smell, for instance, to bring forth a very detailed recollection. Deja vu is suggested to be some sort of mix-up between sensory input and memory recalling output. 
This vague theory, however, does not explain why the episode we experience is not necessarily from a true past event. Mm. So that's what's really crazy about it is it's somewhat made up and that's where the extrapolation comes from is we get these small bits of information and then our mind goes, well, I'm just going to kind of fill that in because this actually never happened. But with the little bit of memory we have and and the extrapolation, we've now created something that's a partially true memory. So it's it's a different but related a different but related theory states that deja vu is a fleeting malfunctioning between the long and short term circuits in the brain. Researchers postulate that the information we take in from our surroundings may leak out and incorrectly shortcut its way from short to long term memory bypassing typical storage transfer mechanisms. So when a new moment is experienced, which is currently in our short-term memory, it feels as though we're drawing upon some memory from our distant past. That to me is what it usually feels like. For sure. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. So uh, the last piece is just, um, let me see. Uh, They've, they've also found this to be dominant in epileptic, epileptic patients um with the temporal lobe playing an active role and we know with epilepsy there's seizures that are occurring in the brain so um i don't know it's just really interesting because i've certainly experienced a lot in my past and i'm like i have been here before and to think that our memory can play tricks on us like that which we already know it does but oh for sure i I wanted to add this this when you were we hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about this. I hadn't told you about this, but you know, I went to a Jungian Institute, Mm -hmm. uh, for my master's degree. And I mean, deja vu for Carl Jung is a part of the collective unconscious. Of course. So if we, if we layer on to that, um, where we're drawing fragments of, you know, a body of human experiences that survive from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So the, so the ancestral, memory or the collective unconscious if a uh, collective consciousness actually is what i meant to say although the collective unconscious is a thing too <laughs> um if you're looking into jungian theory or in any way interested into that that's a whole other conversation but um yeah he described the feelings of that as uh, the recognition of the immemorial unknown or the immemorial known. Sorry. I keep putting an un on front of it. There's some kind I of think Freudian thing happening. Well, Cause I think with <laughs> young, that's we're usually talking. I know about I'm all the uns, but all I, the th- uns. I think that really kind of, uh, even though it's a completely different theory does tie into the, the parapsychologist mm-hmm. with the idea of, of if we are all connected, then there is a past life piece to that. Right? Well, and, and Jung embraced, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I went to the Institute is because Jung embraces, um, spirituality mm-hmm. and different kinds of, uh, uh, para yeah reincarnation type of things and yeah. i love that and believe that it should be incorporated into psychology mm-hmm. so that's awesome thank you for that mm-hmm. you're welcome yeah <laughs> this is a cream soda dum-dum and it's very good okay you had no idea i mean like a uh, new one i haven't had this one in years Okay. And I wasn't sure. And I like cream, I like cream soda. It's like a bag of random dum-dums, right? So you never sort of know what you're going <laughs> to... Who wants a bag of random dum-dums? <laughs> Anybody want a random dum-dum? Oh, that's my family. Oh, yeah. no. Just kidding. <laughs> but um uh, Okay. So we both wanted to talk about some stuff we've been watching. So that's what's up. You go. So, well, let's talk about Host because we both watched it. 
we did. Shutter. Yeah, we did watch it. It was interesting. When I started watching it, I didn't realize at first that it was made post-pandemic. And I'm like, this is really interesting. This is <laughs> They were using Zoom before Zoom became a thing. How clever. And then I realized with the mask, cause I'm like, oh. Because it's only about 92 minutes, so they made it very quickly and probably very um I thought it was budget. like an hour. I thought it was like an hour. Oh, maybe it was, 58 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, Sorry, I'm thinking like a different Literally under an hour. Yeah, it was under an hour. Um, and it was quick, and it was um, clever, and um, there were a couple good jump scares in there. Yeah, so I... Th- thought of it and asked and thought, you know, you should watch it and we could just mention it together because I thought I watched it as part of the discord family and we all, we all really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. because we've, first of all, it's a, um, it came out this year. It's a British found footage horror film, obviously very low budget, but what I thought they did extremely well was, uh, they, amplified our situation right now because it takes place on zoom or they may not actually say the word zoom but it takes place on during a birthday they have a birthday party for a friend and they're all on um zoom together i think it was a birthday party yeah and they invite well they invite that woman who does yeah and they invite a a woman to come in and do a seance as part of the celebration and if it wasn't a birthday party i apologize but something like that they're all getting together and they so they start the seance and then, you know, a minute into the seance, you know, shit goes wrong. And then you, I, I sat down to watch this movie like, uh, how could a zoom movie? <laughs> my, uh, can I tell you what my initial thought was? Mm-hmm. Oh God, Shannon, why are you making me watch more zoom? <laughs> That's exactly what, cause I didn't choose to watch this movie either. It was someone else on the discord was like, Hey, it's new on shutter. We try to make our way through the new, newer shutter stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, let's do this. Oh, Hey, it's only an hour. Awesome. Let's, right. let's watch it. And I absolutely had that feeling. Cause there's been a couple of other things that I've watched that, I, that, you know, they're all coming out. These, these sort of like culturally relevant found footage zoom type things mm-hmm. are coming out now. And I thought, Oh God, you know, another yeah. crappy blah, 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 low budget. Well, I'm, I'm resistant to believe that this is the new normal. So I get angry. I'm like, Oh fuck, this is not the way of horror. Now we're not going to be in separate zoom rooms. So at first I was a little bit like, I annoyed. don't know. Annoyed with me. I was annoyed. Not with you. With, <laughs> oh, but on. then no, because I know you're not going to have me watch crap. No, no unless not if I've already watched it. <laughs> unless you have watched and said, listen, we need to talk about how, how bad, bad this is. Yeah, so I need right. you to sit through it. That was not the, yeah. But I think, um, but I liked it. I ended up liking it. I think it's one of the best offerings so far. Yes. that That's my feeling. Is it going to be my favorite movie of all time? Of course not. But I thought what they, I thought they did, I, they served the genre of horror, which I always look for. They served the um, cultural norm right now mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well paced. It was. I was not super bored at any point. Like it was really tight. No, which, it, of it course, an hour quick, movie it moves quickly. An yeah. hour movie has to. You know, you got to think. Okay, it's either really bad or it's tight. Yeah. So it was tight. I jumped several times. I did too. But the jump scares, I have a little bit of a problem with fake jump scares, although I don't mind a few of them in my horror movies, but like the jump scares that aren't real jump scares. Yeah, everyone's like, like oh. oh, it's her kid. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but these were real jump scares. These were like 
holy shit, what the heck just happened kind right. of jump scares. And culturally, if you're in Zoom a lot, as we all are, at least those of us who have to have Zoom meetings, um, it was scary. Because yeah. if you could put yourself in the position of being the person that's not having the bad thing happen to them. And you're watching it. And you're watching someone you care about have bad things happen to them. And the basic premise is around a haunting because they do a seance. So if that's the trope that you like or that's mm -hmm. the genre of horror that you like. So anyway, we enjoyed it. And so that's why I asked you to watch it so we could chat. And I'm glad that it was, mm. you know, not a waste yeah, there's, of an hour. There's some, there's some good jump scares in there. The end was pretty, pretty badass. I think that last yes. like... 20 minutes. I would even say like the last six minutes. <laughs> I was badass. Right? Like you're just like, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's going to oh, end shit. up in my room. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So totally. there's, so like, yeah, I mean, the last 20 minutes there was stuff going on, but there's like that last six minutes. And then I thought it was cool that they did, um, at the end, someone hits the chat button, all the names pop up and that's all the credits. I know. Yeah, I thought cool. it was super clever. Yeah. Clever, creative, and they stuck the ending. Yeah. And I think... I think if you if you do that, people will talk about your movie. And so right after it came out, there was a lot of, you know, Twitter discussion and all of that. And the people that I watched it with on Discord, we all felt that same way. And and there wasn't a lot of talking during it. Like during watch alongs, we chitty chat and type along and chat with each other. And there was not a whole no. lot of that. It was mostly just one person would go, holy shit. And then yeah. another person would go, I'm glued to the TV. And then another, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, cause so, it's so fast. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was fast. Good. So awesome. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Okay. I am obsessed with, and this is going to actually, she's obsessed launch probably my next couple shrink chat episodes because uh, <laughs> it was, ended up being a springboard to other films that I watched and I posted this on Instagram, and I even blasted it all over my own Facebook. The they did Shutter did um, a four and a half hour documentary called "In Search of Darkness." Okay, I was happier than a pig in shit because <laughs> I it, it was four and a half hours mm -hmm. of the '80s decade of horror. I know. Okay? I saw. <laughs> it's a Shutter exclusive, and it's all about makeup culture cover art cover boxes tom savini who was a god in the prosthetic industry at that time mm -hmm. i absolutely love this man he is brilliant he was actually he served in vietnam so he knew how to this is really cool um, and there's and a it, good documentary on there as well about him so yeah check so, that out as well <laughs> so he tom savini if you don't know who he is look him up because he's one of like the three biggest makeup artists from the 80s and I talk about this all the time about one of the reasons I don't appreciate horror as much anymore and why I like more psychological thrillers now is because you can't green screen and, and CGI will never make up for the amount of work and psychology and just amazingness that went into makeups, puppets, prosthetics, um, you know, stop motion stuff. Tom Savini served in Vietnam, so they would use him a lot because he would actually know if you blow somebody in the head from this distance, I know this is graphic, but this is actually what it's going to look like after and where it's going to, you know, land. Yep. So he was a mastermind and he took what, you know, what he learned and what 
he went through and literally contributed that to the horror industry. So he comes up a lot among, uh, I think there's two or three others that they talk about, also incredible. They interview directors who did small budget films at the time, big budget films at the time, cult uh, end up being cult classics for that time. They go into the different masks, the different actors who played Jason, the better ones, the worse ones. Um, it goes into some of the films that I had never seen, which launched me to like write a list. And I'm just now starting to go through some of the cult classics I haven't watched. And then I've rewatched some of them as well. So, you know, I'll talk about some of these in other episodes, the burning fade to black, the fog, um, cat people, like real cult classics that people, you know, haven't seen in a long time. It is such an awesome documentary. I I'm probably going to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone who they're interviewing is decked out in their shirts and their, I mean, <laughs> their it's, horror garb. It's, it's hardcore horror, 80s horror dorks. Love and I it. loved it. I just completely geeked out on You're it. You're like, that is me. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I, said, I literally said to a friend, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was made for me. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. the Lost Boys shirt on. Ugh. You're just going to be rocking it. And you, when you watch it, I mean, we know this decade was incredible, but when you watch it, you're like, oh my God. And then there's that one. And then there's that yeah, one. Yeah, you and remember. So, and they go into just so many of the cult classics and what the, the main, the, the guy who ends up playing, I can't think of his name right now. He plays Jason in the later films who ended up being the Jason that everyone really fell in love with. He, they interview him quite a bit and he's actually a really cool guy. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, it was like a gift to me. It was like an early birthday gift to me. That sounds like a wonderful way to spend a day. Yeah. Watching all those I, I think hours. I, I think I actually did cut it up in two days because I, <laughs> I say we've talked about this. I don't yeah. like to binge. So I kind of savored it. I'm like, oh, there's only 45 minutes left. I'll wait. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm making my way through a couple yep. of the different things on there, which um, I'm not going to talk about just yet because I want to finish them first yeah. and then and then talk. But yeah, Shudder is fab. Um, I'm going to switch. change. Well, I'll, t- I'll talk about a horror movie first because it's actually the one I'm thinking of now is in line with a little kind of in line with what you're talking about. Okay. As far as classics is I watched uh, the zombie flesh eaters, which is 1979 Lucio Fulci, nice. Fulci. I don't know. I, people pronounce it different ways. <sighs> so I, I love this kind of old school zombie mm-hmm. flick. That's like awesome. I mean, I also, since I've seen you have watched, um, Dawn of the dead and return of oh, the living yeah. dead. And all. Like I did a little bit of that <laughs> while, while we were on our break, but, um, zombie flesh eaters is basically, uh, on the Car- Caribbean Island of Matul, white doctor, David Menard is trying to stem the tide of cannibal zombies that are returning from the dead. I mean, mm. cause you'd want to, Stop that sort of thing from taking over. Arriving on the island are Anne and reporter Pete West, who are looking for Anne's missing father. The pair soon find themselves under attack from the zombies. So I have to say with movies like this, probably the first 45 minutes, I kind of zone out. I get my drink. I'm not really paying attention because I just honestly don't care about the plot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really like that's not what this kind of movie is, is for me as I don't care about what their feelings are (laughs) but then there comes a scene where a woman i won't say who but a woman is um impaled in the eyeball (laughs) by a zombie who actually 
impales her on a piece of wood. So zombies in older movies have kind of a little bit of a frontal lobe is what I've decided by mm-hmm. watching some of them. Not all of them. Some of them are real zombies, but <laughs> not not this guy's zombies. Yeah, he- and he is very, this director, this, this creator is very much into the close-up body gore. So you watch this piece of wood go in slowly. He, the zombie's got his hand on her head and is pulling her slowly in zombie speed. <laughs> her eyeball toward this piece of wood. Oh, God. While she's screaming. And he's just real slow. like, And Whoa. it's just like zombie slow <laughs> with a frontal lobe. <laughs> and then you think, so nowadays they'd cut away. Wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. They'd cut away no, to this, a wide shot no. of the zombie behind the door. You saw the whole thing. They do all, nope. This is slow, practically slow motion, but not slow motion into the eyeball. And then more, like more seconds. Like not just when it touches the eyeball, but like as it goes in the eyeball. And then it cuts to her with this like her eyeball, you know, like and on and on. Yeah. So then there's several other things like that where, um, you know, someone gets bit in the neck or something and then the zombie pulls away and there's this whole like deterioration sure. of the neck and the blood and everything. And then the zombie's really close up. He just likes that, you know, very makeup driven, slow body gore kind of look. So you have to like that. But there's done a ton of movies very famous italian Again, horror director they, they so. wouldn't do it like that anymore no no that's definitely and i think the people that love stuff like this like i also watched city of the living dead mm-hmm. um recently in the last month or so and that's a fulci movie so yeah that was my horror and then i did want to mention that I, <laughs> switching gears a little i watched bill and ted number three that just came out. How was it? It's really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, how how much nostalgia there? Well, that, and they stuck it. I mean, they, they they actually, it's actually funny. What did you find it on? Prime? Uh, You can just buy it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which I didn't realize it was already out. It's VOD or whatever, wherever. Um, There's a big list um, of places you can purchase it. Um, When I looked it up and was looking for a place to purchase, there was this like big list. Like it came out basically. It's just we don't have theaters to. Yeah. But but where where theaters are open in the country in America anyway, and I'm sure internationally, you can go and see it. Like it's out. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would say is this: super funny, super on brand. Like they actors, Keanu, like they did a great job. Mm There's some gimmicks to it that are super fresh and funny and fabulous that gave those actors a lot to do. Alex Winters interviewed in In the Darkness because, you know, he's one of the vampires oh, in Lost yeah, Boys. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he, it, it was really, it's so funny to see him grown up. Yeah, yeah. So they're old, right? Yeah. Um, mature and fabulous and handsome and wonderful, but, you know, not 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but awesome. Like, very in, I mean, I, I thought... I thought, like, this is kind of like a trope that was created, like Dumb and Dumber and all that mm-hmm. stuff was kind of like that. Like, the f- thing that makes them funny is that they're super innocent. I have a memory from when I was a little kid. My best friend, one of my best friends growing up, 
who lived across the street. I'm still friends with her to this day. She's, she lives in uh, the Detroit area still. We would get up on Saturday. We'd have a, a sleepover, and we'd get up, and it was always Saturday morning cartoons, and we would eat Bill and Ted cereal for <gasps> breakfast. Oh, my God. Because we were obsessed with Bill and Ted. We oh, watched it amazing. all the time. So I just have this memory of us getting up on the morning watching Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> because if you remember, they actually had a Bill and Ted Saturday morning cartoon no, for a minute. No, I don't remember I'm pretty that. sure they did. And then we would have the cereal while we were watching it. Oh, that yeah. is... Really nerdy and fabulous. And so you will love this movie. Not only will you love this movie because of your nostalgic memories, but it actually sticks. Like it's funny and it's funny and it's good. So it's a, it was a lovely way to end the series, really, to end the franchise. The, the cartoon series was 1990. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I did not watch that, so I will have to check it out. Yeah. I mean, why not? Now that I'm all Bill and Tedded, I feel Bill and Tedded now. I want to say it. What now? Serial came out before that because I was I was younger. But they yeah, there was so much Bill and Ted between the cartoon, the movies, the serial. It was a big. It was like a big trend for cool. a while. Yeah, loved them. Right on. Well, that's our show for the day, and we are so. Oh, you want me to open that? I'd like you to. Okay, I have a birthday gift. How do I get it? <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna give it to you. How, I'm gonna okay. Yeah. I'm gonna walk over here. I'm gonna hand it to you. I got a headset and I'm tied to it and you know. Okay. All right. Okay. Birthday gift. Uh, right. So start with the yeah. There's that, and then the so, little one, and then the big one. Okay. So I won't read the card while we're right. on air, but right. um, there are literally Reese's pumpkins. Yeah. Are these new? I don't think so. I mean, I just never seen them before. Yeah, but they've had them before. Reese's peanut butter pumpkins. Oh my god, those are so cute. Thank you. You're welcome. Those are fun. And then that one first. <laughs> so these are socks, um, and they're by Kathy. It says, but not you. Um, I didn't even notice that. It says. Uh, they have little witches on them, and they say, don't make me flip my witch switch. <laughs> and then there's a little switch. What are you saying? Oh, well, you like witches. You are a witch. <laughs> One or the other. Thank you. You're welcome. And the bag says happy birthday on it. Oh. You needed this. <gasps> Open them up. What? Open the front flap. Hellraiser. He'll tear your soul apart. Ultimate. Yeah, no, not the. Yeah, that piece. There you go. (gasps) What? And and you can put a different hat on him. Okay, I'll post a picture of this. But so it's a Hellraiser figure. Yeah, Pinhead is Shannon's favorite villain. So (gasps) I felt like you needed a Pinhead. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it, man. Pinhead. Oh my god, he's got like the. It's and it's Pinhead with the bloody. BDSM wounds on the yeah. front. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And it's got little little hands that you can. Oh, oh yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, you're friend. Welcome. You're welcome. That's amazing and so freaking on topic. We thank you so much for listening to the Shrink Chat Show. My name is Shannon. <laughs> and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. 
Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.